Hello everyone, I'm Tyler Green, and welcome to the preseason of We Will Flourish, conversations and stories of flourishing together in Oklahoma City. We Will Flourish is not a newsreel of current events or a knowledge base of data or statistics. Rather, it's a tapestry woven from human stories and perspectives, helping us to both celebrate our successes as a city and learn from our mistakes. The obstacles of flourishing are universal, even as the details are local. We invite you to take a moment with us as we make space to experience one another. We will flourish when we flourish together. To be an advocate is to stand between the person who does not have, the person who is on a journey, and the people who do have and knock even when it's inconvenient. That you knock and you knock and you knock and say, this person is in need and we have to do something about it. This person is in need and among us we have what they need. So now we're wrapping up some conversations that we've had around what does it mean to flourish? What does a flourishing city look like? Talking about generational engagement and ideals versus reality. So from all this, from your own perspective and experiences, what does it look like to be an advocate for flourishing? It looks like getting out of my comfort zone, for sure. Um, I'm not very used to doing things that will take the spotlight on me. Um, I, I honestly, I don't really quite like it, but um, stepping into advocacy for uh for what I believe in, into what for what I stand up for, uh, it's definitely getting me out of my comfort zone. Uh, going back into that verse, you know, those who were willing to lose their lives for my sake, they will gain their lives, and that it just really spoke into me because this is not for me. Because this is not. Uh, it has nothing to do with uh, with my with Tiffany. It has to do with what God wants in this in this time for uh, for those that are out there for uh, those that might had experienced the same thing. Uh, so my past, my present, can help someone's future. Um, so I I think that's for me is definitely um, getting out of that shell. That's good. Um, I would say. Um, I think a lot of the work is relationship building. Um, I get the privilege to be a part of Flourish OKC, so we get to do a lot of um, just relationship building with organizations that are doing the work in the city um, to empower and help to um, ensure that there are resources available. Um, but I do think one thing when it comes to advocacy work that I have fallen in the trap of before is trying to speak for people who have a voice. And that's one of the things I'm trying not to do anymore is everyone has a voice. And so for me, it's like, how do I amplify those voices? And that's one of the things we do with Flourish is we go to different organizations like Empower Tiffany and, or, uh, CC with Julius, um, Julius Jones is we're, we're working to give people amplification because everyone has a voice. Um, and so that's what's getting out of the way and I think it's true allyship when you can just pass the microphone like get out of the way and that's what I'm trying to do and when I can't when I'm the one there then I'm going to be able to bring up the issues that need to be um, 
brought up, and that can be inequality or inequity or um, systemic barriers or lack of resources or intergenerational trauma and all the issues that are hindering people from flourishing everywhere in the garden. But when at all possible, I want to make sure that people have an access to the microphone. Um, the disciples asked Jesus how to pray. He goes through the Lord's prayer and then he says, suppose you have a friend that comes to you at midnight and he's asking you for bread, but you don't have any bread. You leave your house, you go to your neighbor and you knock at that door and the neighbor comes and says, it's 12 o'clock. I'm in the bed. My kids are in the bed. Um, don't bother us. But you keep on knocking and you keep on knocking and you keep on knocking and not because he's a good friend, but because of your audacity, because you came out of your house at midnight, because you're knocking at 12 o'clock. Um, that person to get rid of you is going to give you what you need so that then you can go back and give um, the, the person who's on a journey what they need. For me, that's advocacy, right? That is Jesus showing us, teaching us what does it look like to be an advocate, uh, to be an advocate. To be an advocate is to stand between the person who does not have, the person who is on a journey, and the people who do have, and knock even when it's inconvenient. When it's inconvenient for you, when it's inconvenient for them, that you knock and you knock and you knock and say, this person is in need and we have to do something about it. This person is in need and among us we have what they need. Um, that is that is what it means in my mind to be an advocate. And um, so, you know, it is not a convenient work, but it is, I think, a holy work. And um, it is about not just knocking, I, in my opinion, it's not just knocking until people get their needs met, but knocking until those needs don't exist anymore. And I think for me, it's really important when we're talking advocacy and justice and all these kinds of things that we realize that um, our all of our contributions matter. Right. A lot of our contributions are charitable and that's really important and that's really great. There's a step beyond that oftentimes in that charity asks, oftentimes asks, what is the problem? Let me, you know, let me see what I can do to fill that hole. But the work of justice asks, why? Why is that a problem? Why don't you have what you need? And then work toward fixing the why. As you think about some foundational advice, some initial steps, if somebody's wanting to become an advocate for human flourishing, what's the advice? What are the initial steps that an everyday person can do to step into that? So many things like, you know, your neighbor gets their lights cut off, you know, help them call the light company. You know, if there's a language barrier Help them to communicate with a light company. Help them to fix that, figure out that situation. If you see a person um, who is um, just struggling, I, I know I ran into. I, I was coming to a church meeting, and there was a native woman sitting on the um, sitting on the steps, and um, she was really 
you know, just kind of destitute and desperate and all she and she didn't have a cell phone and she didn't have whatever. And all she was trying to do was call, get in contact with her tribe to get her tribal number, her ID number. So then then she could go get some social services. And all I mean, all I needed to do in that moment as an advocate was give the lady my phone to dial the number. And then because she was so upset, try to help her communicate with the people on the other end as to what she needed. You know what I mean? She got her number and she rolled on and was able to get. But and we 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 have so many of those little opportunities where we and that we run into on a daily basis where we can just be a, become an advocate in the smallest of things. Mm. You know, you don't have okay. to be trying to go out here to save the whole city at you know on one day or the whole world. We come into these opportunities every day to stand in the gap for people and to support people and to be just a small resource to people. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with exposure. So. So um, when you travel or you you are spending time with people who are unlike you, you all of a sudden are exposed to needs. And, and I think when you, you experience things, you... Um, your heart tends to get pulled in a certain direction. If that's a food desert and helping to work with a community garden, if that's you can't bear to see children um, going without, then you want to get involved in some place that might be empowering a neighborhood. But I, I think one of the, what would be the opposite of how to become an advocate is to stay in your own little um, world and become very isolated and comfortable. And I don't think you're ever going to be able to become an advocate if you don't step out, step out in faith, meet new people, um, volunteer as a huge way, uh, just getting to be a part of people who are in like you's lives, letting your paradigm shift, getting rid of stereotypes. It is a journey and it just has to be done um, by getting out of your own little microcosm. I don't think there's any other way, but I think once you do that, you can follow your heart to a degree. You'll be on that kind of journey towards advocacy and um, whether that's something that you do small or you make it a career choice, which of course you never have to do that. Yeah. But um, I do think it's going to be get get out of your routine. Go see the world. Meet people. And, and let me just piggyback on what Malika is saying. That's not going to be perfect. You know, you getting out here trying to do, you know, trying to do good, trying to become an advocate. It's going to be a journey and it's not going to be perfect. And I'll tell I'll tell you my experience. When I first felt a burden toward HIV AIDS ministry um, years ago, I didn't know anything about it. But there was an AIDS hospice close to where I lived. And so I took a deep breath. I was scared to death. I walked into this place not knowing much at all. And, you know, it was a, a building packed with people who were suffering and dying from AIDS at that at that point and at that stage and I was so afraid that I walked around the building literally with my arms crossed right because I didn't want to touch anything I was just afraid and I would pop I popped my head into some doors and I just kind of waved and I literally stayed in that building for five minutes like I, I made I made a circle and came out the door right and you know, sweating bullets when I came out the door. It was just so scary. But I pushed myself to go back the next week. And before it was all said and done, I was washing people's hair. I was painting people's nails, etc. You're not going to get into advocacy. You're not going to come into proximity perfectly. You know, and that's okay. You shouldn't feel any kind of shame about being scared, about being nervous, about any of this. Just, just do it. And if you're compelled, then do it again and you'll find that you'll learn more. And that's how that's how the story grows in you. Advocacy is about people's stories growing in you.
right? And so um, they, people's stories can't grow in you if you don't put yourself out there. But no shame. You're going to put yourself out there and you're going to look crazy the first couple of times. And that's fine. Just keep doing it. Here in in United States, and once I was able to understand and speak English, um, I noticed that I will find myself in places where uh, there was a lot of people that that will not be able to communicate, and and I know how that feels. I know how um, how it feels to wanting something or needing something and not being able to communicate in a way that they will understand you. So I found myself. Uh, all of a sudden helping people in, at, at the stores or um, paying traffic tickets. <laughs> Not part of that, but <laughs> uh, paying traffic tickets. <laughs> I will find people that, I, you know, that uh, I will see them. Um, and, and I mean, what you said, Cece, is so true because there was a, time where I will see and I know it was not my business but I made it my business because I I care because I don't want this person to think they cannot get around uh you know that they I mean they're living in this in in this area they're they're we're already here so why not having you know being able to live the way you want to live so uh being able to buy the things that you want to buy um so then i'll find myself interpreting for for people into this is what they're saying this is what they want and then all of a sudden i i found people a month ago my family and i uh, my dad and uh, and i took my grandpa to uh to the airport in dallas and uh i was he understands a little bit of English, but not so much. And and he's seventy three, um, so he there was like some complications and whatnot. So I was trying to tell the person um, and that checks your your IDs um, that the issues that he had, and and then I was kind of like leaving. And then she pulls me back and she was like, can you help me with this other person as well? Like all of a sudden you get pulled into those situations without even, uh, you know, looking for those situations. And and I love it. And and my answer is always yes. I mean, I, if it was for me, I will stay here the whole day. Who, who else are we going to help or, you know, things like that. So I think definitely, you know, at first you're going to need to speak for them. But then once you lead them, then they're going to be able to speak their own voices. So now let's allow our imaginations to be stirred a little bit. If we can take a moment in time to say, to communicate, to share, to speak out what your dreams would be for Oklahoma City. My dream for Oklahoma City is that every mountain will be torn down, every valley will be raised up, that we would see God move, that we would stand together and see God's glory revealed. And that means for me, I think about that all the time, Isaiah 40, I think about that all the time, that is about equity. 
That is about everybody having a fair chance. That is about everybody's story mattering. That is about every family being restored. That is about everybody having an opportunity to education, to, um, uh, to, to resources. Um, that is about us all seeing, seeing, seeing equality and justice together because we've made it together. My dream for Oklahoma, if I was to speak to Oklahoma right now, I would speak life. I will say uh, all the lies that uh, systems and society and even church has embedded in us, how things should look like will be torn down. Uh, I will say that we will embrace each other, that we will be that person next to to those that are in need to to get them to pull them out not not just to press them in i will say that we i wish that we can all remind each other every day to whom we belong to that we can remind each other who we are that that we will speak life to each other and that we will definitely i think embrace each other i think that that will be the word that it just keeps popping in, in my head and embrace who we all are i mean i i definitely truly believe that god made each one of us with a purpose there is not one single person in this world that was not purposely put in where they at and and if that is it then who are we to push them out you know, I guess my dream is for Oklahoma City and Oklahoma, which is known as the Bible Belt, to no longer be the death belt. And that we become a people who understand that um, a people who are known for being religious be a people who are known for restoration and known for restorative justice and for people who believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ to be people of redemption and people of restoration. And that incarceration um, is actually at the lowest in the country in Oklahoma, that we're able to be the uh, four leaders and the forerunners for restorative justice practices, that we have the best stats for women and not the worst, that we have the best stats for children, not the worst. And I believe that's going to happen with one single paradigm shift for a group of people who are known for the most churches in the world, for being the biggest Christians, that we become a people who actually represent a restorative God, a loving God who became flesh and dwelt among us. I think when that happens, we will be that city on a hill. We will be those people that the world will come to, um, to look for solutions. And that's my dream for Oklahoma and Oklahoma city. My dream for Oklahoma city would that we would be a place of welcome, a place of belonging, a place where every person feels loved and cared for. And that we would all know that we are beloved, that we have a purpose and a place and we belong. Thank you for joining us for this episode of We Will Flourish. Consider subscribing to our podcast or following us on Instagram at all.flourish. You can also reach out to us through our website, flourishokc.com. We will flourish when we flourish together.